Good morning, Rabbi Sai. Ah! Lili Nishmasim Mirosi Rusmas Mordechai. Question. How is it possible you have two people on two opposite places on earth, yet they're in the same place? You have like this. You have Ami Waldman at the Koisel Ma'arovi. What's the opposite of that? No. At a ball game, at a Rangers game, a hockey game. Now, I'm not putting him down or anything because I used to have season tickets to the Bulls. Actually, I think this is more caution, but they're both learning tired. Their head is in the same spot. To learn at a game is a lot more difficult than to learn at the Kaisal. So I give this guy more props than Ami, who I love dearly. He's my son's friend. Boisai, Gar Elbaz, joining Eight Minute Daf. He's gone to Hebra. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Who's that? Akiva the Bar Mitzvah boy. I got two. I got a video from uh, Snippet, the guy from Lakewood. I have to, I don't know. It's a video, so I didn't. He also does the daf. And, and at the same day, Emmanuel the barber, non fix, goes into the barber shop and he sees, sees his barber learning. I don't think he had him turn it on. He was, he's actually learns every single day. So our boys said, the barbers. If you're a barber and if you're, you sell diamonds, whatever, you should uh, start giving out my cottons. Get a pile of my cottons and do what Rafal the barber does. Emmanuel the barber, where's your sign? Snippet barber in Lakewood, where's yours? Oh, you're going to love this one. You've got to give the barber's numbers like No. <laughs> we don't give them numbers. There's the barber of Brooklyn, there's the barber of Lakewood, and then there's the barber of Queens. Each... Schmelka from Nicholsburg. <laughs> Rebelli between you and Dr. Henry Abramson, Yehuda Geber, and David Bashevkin might as well be from again. I grew up more or less average Hasidish kid, spent some time in Stanford Yeshiva in Israel, got married at 18, then discovered the public library and left it all. That was years ago. Dozens of podcasts I listen to now. Yours I look forward to the most. Who cares if I buy into it at all? All I feel like I'm, a gish- I'm at a Gishmakashir. I love it from an historical perspective. I love the anonymous camaraderie. I love learning. And above all, I love your style. I used to be proud, but now I keep my averis to myself and go about my business. <laughs> I hope you don't take this the wrong way. I'm not writing this to bring you down. I'm writing to tell you I love and appreciate Gemara like never before. I find myself peppering my everyday sprach with yeshiva charade all the time. P.S. I appreciate your taste for the wilder things in life. Your willingness to share, showing Erlich Yidden don't have to do all the boring, don't have to be boring clones. When I left Yiddishkeit, my first stop was the U.S. Army where I spent five years jumping out of planes. da 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 Schmelke of Nicholsburg. <laughs> Barry Sushkin. <laughs> what? You're in a league of your own. You make learning like candy. You're so real, you're amazing. <laughs> you... You're making a real problem. <laughs> Listen, this was written to, to Nachman Sals. I just erased his name, put my name in there. For Klai Yisrael, as now, there's no excuse not to learn. Oh, listen to this. This is a good one. For Klai, there's a problem, he says. You're making a real problem. For Klai Yisrael, there's no excuse not to learn. As it's so much fun and geschmack. And then you can brech after that. Zach Burak. After spending three weeks home in quarantine early in this month, my four-year-old son Effie has become obsessed. 
Yesterday we have a five-year-old, now we have a four-year-old. Baruch Hashem, we're reaching the little children, the four-year-olds and the five-year-olds. He wakes up in the morning and asks to do the daf. He comes home from school and asks to learn the daf. We drive him to the kitzer. Um, his favorite song is, He goes around telling his teachers and family that he does the daf yoimi and that I got to do the daf. He's your biggest fan. Now you just have to wait until he's old enough to understand what he's listening to. Zach Burak, Teaneck, New Jersey. <laughs> the Paris Achayish for the Koilol is Chaim. I have to remember when to switch that date. I hope uh, Yosef reminds me. Akilov, in honor of all the guests who are coming over this Shabbat. In memory of Bechachai Ben Penina, by his sister, Tamara Weingarten, his Neshama should have an Aliyah. In memory of Rabba Barchana and the Golden Doves from Sechlis Brachas, Dafnum Gimel Omid Beis. The Shidduch of our daughter, Shifi, to Saadia Schneider from Wycliffe, Ohio. That, of course, is. Anybody know what that is? Official. Official is a big Golden Dove. Now, for those who don't know, so I'll say over the story real quickly because you have a minute or two. Masechus Brachas of Gimel brings a story about Rabbi Rabbi that he was on a trip in a caravan and he ate bread. He forgot to bench and they started traveling away. And uh, he realized he forgot to bench and he said to himself, what should I do? If I tell the bus driver, stop after bench, the guy will say, think I'm a sugar, say so just bench on the bus. And so he lied. And he told the guy over there in charge, he said, listen, I left a golden dove. I left a piece of gold behind. Oh, gold. It's different than benching. They stopped the bus. He got off. <coughs> he benched. And sure enough, he found a golden dove. So he, he gained. In other words, he didn't. He was, he was embarrassing. Where's your golden dove? He stopped to get your golden dove. Oh, Hashem gave him a golden dove. She walks out of there with a, with a you know, quarter million dollar gift. So I tied it then. I... Just look it up. Dafnun Gimel and Beis said it much better than I'm saying it very quickly. I said that anybody ever find the golden dove? In other words, is it possible? Is it, has it ever happened to anybody that somebody's in bed? a big round of applause. Menachem Atez back. It's huge. Woo! Wow! 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 Eight hundred days ago, he said a share for me, and I'm holding it. It just keeps on going. Okay, he used to be the magicir, the whatever, the alternate magicir. So, he hasn't been here for a good month or so. Bekitzer, the, the question was, has anybody ever been in bed at 12 o'clock at night, mamish all cuddled up, ready to go to sleep, and then you realize you didn't have a mayriv, and you have this debate, she not, you could pretend to your wife, you start mumbling under the covers, mayriv, and she said, what are you doing? You say, I'm not, I'm just saying Kriyashma, a longer version, and you go, Vaiter, she wants of course, in bed, and you go, like this, or you could get up, and put on your pajamas and go to shul. And as you're going to shul, you trip over a golden dove. Has it ever happened to anybody? And everybody says, no. And I said, it happened to me. Yeah, sure. It happened to me and it happened to you and to you and to you and to every single one. What's pshat? Because sometimes you do a mitzvah like that and you don't realize you're not like Rabbi Rachana that gets the golden dove on the spot. But you, you get, your daughter gets engaged to a gishmaki guy, an unbelievable guy. Or you get to flip a house, I said. So 
Fischl took that. That's his thing. He, he talks about it all the time. It's Golden Dove. He does chesed and all of a sudden he, he trips over Golden Doves all the time. So I want to share with you, just yesterday. So he says, I had no, this is today, Golden Dove, his daughter got engaged. It's a tremendous simcha by them. Here it is. The shidduch of our daughter, Shifi the Saadia Schneider from Wycliffe, Ohio. Mazel tov. By the way, we left off yesterday the goof on Rabbi Baruch Oh, 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 that's where we are. Very good. We left off by Rabbi Baruch Now listen to this. It's also interesting. Yesterday night, well, yesterday afternoon, 2.42 p.m., I get a, a text from Moshe Kenning. He's an Israeli younger man in Kailo. He does the daf with us. He speaks a very good English. He's Mayor Kenning's son. Whoever knows him from the neighborhood. And he goes like this. Here it is. Yesterday. Right here. I'll just read it to you. He says, well, you have to give back to, to the owner. So yesterday at 12.20 a.m. I got into bed with my pajama after a very long and tiring day. And then I realized I didn't dive in my riv. I knew that there's a minion at 12.30 in the shul next to my house. And it was a tremendous hitlaptut. Uh, uh, a debate. I had a big debate in my head. Because you said that story two years ago in Mesechus Brachas Lefman Gimel, I got up, got dressed, and went to Shul. And he says he was number 10 of the minion. There wasn't a minion without him. Beautiful, two people. And now we are starting Rabbi Isai from Rabbi Barachana Gufa. You want to show the video here? Rabbi Isai is a lave. Leva Torah, there's a bunch of guys, 50 guys from Leva Torah. Here's one guy here. Get over here while we show the video. 50 guys do the daf with us because I went to speak to them. They're here. And they're on a trip. Were you on that trip? Yeah. Here, take a look at the screen. They're in a Bedouin. <laughs> Who's the guy in the white hat? He, he looked. He, play it again. Play it again. The guy in the white hat is Givaldic. He gets all excited by the. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> okay, Shkoyach, thanks for coming. Anyways, they're in a better tent on a trip, and they're playing this massive screen. The whole yeshiva is sitting, it's beautiful, beautiful. I don't know the whole yeshiva, but the guys that are doing the daf. All right, Gufa, Amar Rabbi Baruchano. Daf Yud Chesam and Beis, Daf Chayam and Beis, 11 lines from the bottom. Omar Rabbi Baruchano, I'm telling you right now, Fischl didn't know that Rabbi Bachano was in here. I, I think it's a coincidence because he always talks about the Golden Dove, but here, there's no coincidence that in his life. Huh? That alone is a Golden Dove. That itself. You trip over things you don't realize in life. You get a Kajbuch who pays back. We just learned yesterday that when you're writing a Megillah, you have to, you can't say, oh, I know this by heart. I'm a great Balkoira. I know it. You have to read it and then write it. He went to some, I don't know, to the lost tribes in China somewhere. And he goes over there, and there's no Megillah. He, he, he remembered it, and he wrote it. You look, you look straightforward. The Gemara is going to explain that before I forget, there is a Goiz Vitzion, I think it is, or the Gillian, one of these on the side, Gillian Shas, he says. Gillian Shas, Shani Remeir. And he says, that there was two Megillas there. There was one he wrote, Balpeh. Just to explain the Gemara, it's a different cheetah. He wrote one Balpeh, which was no good, garbage, not garbage, Gniza. And then from the one that he wrote, he wrote the second one. So the one that he read from was written off of one that was already written. He didn't use the original that was Balpeh because that's no good. 
He wrote an original that he didn't use. He put that in Gnizo after he wrote the second one. That's what it says in Gilean Ashas. Look on the side. I'll upon him. But if you don't learn like that, the question is, how did he do it? Remeir is different. That was. Your eyes look straight forward. What does it mean? This is referring to Torah. You're just going to blink for a second. If you don't do Chazara, you just blink and you forget it all. You have to be on top of learning. Remeir, he knew Kalatari Kul Baal but he knew it in a way that was mamish on your heart. They, they asked, this is a famous story, they asked Reb Chaim Velazhen, the, the father of all yeshivas, they asked him, what is the difference between your brother Reb Zalman, who knew Kalatari Kul Baal and the Vilna Gaon, your Rebbe? Famous story. And he explained, Reb Chaim Velazhen explained, he says, my brother Reb Zalman knows Kalatari, knows Shas by heart. Ask him anything, he'll do like the Belzer Chassan. But the difference between somebody that knows Ashrei by heart, which we all do, and saying Ashrei backwards. The Vilna Gaon could say the entire Torah backwards and forwards. From wherever you start, Ashrei start, try to say Ashrei b- backwards, one possible. It's almost impossible. It takes a lot of time. If you read it, if you know Torah like that, it's Chor Zaliboy, like Remeir, then you could write a Megillah. Rav Chizda Ashkechila Rav Chananel, the Havik Kosav Svarim Shaloy Menaksav. He bumped in. To Reb Hananel, who's writing it, Baalpeh, Omalei, and Rabbi Yisrael, you can see from here how you give a guy Musr. How do you give Musr? He tells him, In psychology, they call it a sandwich. It's not such a sandwich, but when you want to give a kid Musr, you want to give a student Musr, you want to give an employee. I've done this many times. I hope my employees are not watching. You start off, oh, you're such a great employee. It's unbelievable. When it comes to this area, let's try to fix that, and you're unbelievable. You, you, you sandwich, you say a shvach and a shvach in the middle, you give a good geshmak, a shtochi musr, but because you, you, you cover from both sides with geshmakite, oh, it goes. If you start, you go to the guy, you're such a bad guy, why do you do that? It doesn't go in. Start off. Okay. Zog to Gemara. So what did he say? You're a guy in the you know kalatari kula balpeh, you're unbelievable. By the way, what you're doing is not proper. You're not allowed to write anything that's not written. Because he said that, obviously, he knew the entire Torah by heart. What's the difference between him and Remeir? They both knew it by heart. Remeir was in Asia and he didn't have Megillah. So then, therefore, we allowed him to do it. Abai said, Barchovu, Rashi says, they were merchants of Tefillin, they sold Tefillin, he sold Tfilin. yeah. So he said, Tefillin Mezuzas, you could write, even though it's Balpeh. Kiman, Kaitano, the Tanya Rabbi Miriam, Mishum Rabbeinu, L'chari Rabbeinu is Rabbi Akadosh, Rabbi Yudah Anasi. Because it's a Tano over here, Rabbi Yirmiya, not Rav Yirmiya. It seems like, it's not, a lot of times Rabbeinu was Rav, not over here. Tefillin Mezuzas, Nechtoves, Shaloy Menaksav. You can write Tefillin Mezuzas, Balpeh, Ben Srichos, Sirtut. You don't have to do Sirtut. What's Sirtut? I could open up my Megillah now for a second, but this I think comes out better. You see these lines, these are Sirtut. They're engraved lines in the Ksav, as we know in the Sefer Torah, if you ever got Aliyah, you notice it. So, 
he holds that film mezuzah does not require sirtot. The Gemara says that mezuzah does need sirtot. Both you could do balpeh, unlike a megillah, my taima, and the Gemara gives a reason. Migraz, Grisin, everybody knows Shmai Yisrael, Shem Akinah, by Balpeh, the mezuzah for sure. It's filling if you're a cipher, you do it over and over, you get to know Balpeh, so you can do it, Balpeh. Haizek Suva Bissam. If a Megillah was written with Sam, with a certain die, what, what is it? It's no good. Sam, Sama. So Rashi, if you look in Rashi over here, what does Sama mean? He says, or piment. And it's actually in English also. Or piment. And this is orbiment. You take this, you crush it, and you can make a dye. This is puzzle. Sikra, again, wow, what a golden dove. Sikarta Shema. Sikarta. Here's Sikra. In English, uh, I don't know how to pronounce it. Vermilion, something like that. Okay. It's a red, red dye. Kaima is Kaima. Mish is talking about sap. Seraphilon says Rashi from a tree. Kankantoim. Charto dushkofe. I have it here. This stuff. This is black shoe polish. You can't, it's too strong. It doesn't come off. You need something that you'll be able to be moichik. And it doesn't come off. Charto dushkofe. Diftero. If you write it on a parchment called Diftero, the meliach, the kamiach. You did the part of the process, you, you salted it, kamiach, veloyafits. But you didn't use offits. Here's offits. Offits in English is gallnut. If you, if you don't do this, then it's not a kosher klaf. No. Klaf. Niar. What's niar? A, a paper? Mechaka. So I don't know if this is it, but this is just for, again, just. So you take a bunch of like grass and you glue it together. Rabbi Schoenberg, am I somewhere on target? Reeds. How do you take reeds? Okay, reeds. Uh, that's not what Rashi says. Minasavim Rashi says. Reeds. No, grassy, like little thinner. Reeds is thicker, I would think. Okay, whatever. I don't argue with Rabbi Schoenberg when it comes to these things. Atik Sheik Suvo Ashuras Rasi written in Loshana Kodesh Jachsiv. Kichsavam, like our language, Uchizmanon. Allah safer with Yoim and Alon. It has to be with ink and on the cloth. Asio, Ksiva, Ksiva, we have Xer Shava. Ksivacha. I guess it goes back to that. The Megillah is the Rabbanon, so it's not a real Xer Shava of a Doiraisa. But it's a good, it's a good, um, uh, uh, how do you call it? Smuchen, uh, Asmachta, thank you. In Yirmiya it says also Ksivan it's Bidyoy. So Mela it's Bidyoy. The Mishnah is the official Mishnah, the Bal Simcha. And it's sponsored by somebody else. For Shimshin David Lipo. And Yosef Yehuda and Yeshua, the sons of Yehuda's Bela. Trying to save a few seconds over there. Not to say Yehuda's Bela every kid. Good. Says the Elegy Mishnah. Benir. So we have to remember the first Mishnah in, in Megillah discussed three different areas. You have a walled city, and we call that a krach. We have a city like Bet Shemesh, unwalled, but it's a city. And you have 
the walled city we call Yerushalayim, you have a kfar, a small village. And we said, if you remember, the kfar, because they bring water and food to the big city, we're nice to them and we say, you don't have to come special to your Kriyas and Megillah, so let's say Purim is over here on a Wednesday, they could listen on Yom HaKnisa, on the day that the Bezdin resides in the city, on Mondays or on Thursdays. We give them a special dispensation. Fine. Says the Mishnah, Ben-Ir, Shaholach Likrach. It happens over here in Bet Shemesh every year, and it happens in Yerushalayim every year. You have the yeshiva guys that come from Yerushalayim, they come to Bet Shemesh, they want to hang out and do an extra, extra party. And the Yudalid, why not? You have all the Bet Shemesh kids that want to go to Yerushalayim and hang out for Purim over there. Everybody wants a double Purim. So Ben-Ir, a Bet Shemesh guy, Shaholach likrach and goes to Yerushalayim. Uben krach shaholach liir and Yerushalmi yeshiva bach. All Americans that are there are Yerushalmis for that for this year Purim, and they come to Bet Shemesh. Im osid lachzor lemekoymai koyrek lemekoymai. The Gemara is going to explain exactly: Is it thirty days? Is it a year? Is it a minute? If he intends to go back to Yerushalayim, he does not read Megillah with everybody else in Bet Shemesh. Koyrek lemekoymai vimlav koyrek. If he doesn't intend to go back, then he reads with the city that he's at. The Gemara is going to explain immediately what it means. Now, this machlag we had yesterday. How much do you have to read? You have to read the whole thing. You have to read the entire Megillah. That is about Mordechai. That's from the second parak and the fifth pasuk. So you could skip the whole first parak and four psukim. That's where the nay starts. That's the third parak. From the beginning of the third parak, skip the first two prokim, no problem. Oh, so we're going to get into everything. Now, we're talking about a Yerushalmi guy that comes to Yudalid. The bottom line is that it goes by where you're going to be, where you have at least intent to be, the morning of. The main part of the Megillah is the morning. So when you come to Bet Shemesh, as according to the rush, it's when you leave your Yerushalayim, according to the Rif, it's at night. Where do you have intent to be in the morning? If your intent was to catch a bus back to Yerushalayim, and not be in Bet Shemesh in the morning, then you're Yerushalmi. If your intent was to catch a minion, a shachris in Bet Shemesh, then you're a Bet Shemesh guy. Now what happens if you got a little drunk? Happens once in a while in Purim. You get a little drunk and you miss your bus. So um, amazingly, it depends on what you thought to begin with. According to the rush when you left Yerushalayim, according to the riff in the beginning of the night, but it has nothing to do with what you physically happened. If you physically missed your bus and you happen to be in Bet Shemesh in the morning, you don't have to read the Megillah. Chiddush. It's what you intended to be in the morning. But it's all about the morning. And it goes both ways. If I go to Yerushalayim and I intend to be there on the 15th of other in the morning, I need to read the Megillah on the 15th, like all Yerushalayim. But if I intend to go back to Bet Shemesh before the morning, then I must read the Megillah when? On the 14th in Yerushalayim. And guess what? There's many, many minyanim in Yerushalayim that have Megillah reading on the 14th for all these people that have jobs in Yerushalayim and intend to go back to Bet Shemesh. 
But if you intend to be there in the morning, then you become a Yerushalmi. And if you intend to be in Bet Shemesh in the morning of the Yudal, you become a Bet Shemesh guy. But if you don't intend to go back at night, then you read with everybody else, you, you become what that city is. Okay, Omar Rav, how do I know this? Listen to this passage. Now where are the Jews from? They live in open cities. What's the next word? Yeah, this is, how's it go? Menachem, yeah? That's how it goes, they're right, the Oilam is right. Everybody remembers, it's unbelievable. We read it once a year, but everybody knows most of the Psukim. Very familiar. We read it twice. I, I wouldn't call your reading reading, it's flying. No, how long does it take, Taka? I, would, I wouldn't go to any other minion. I don't have pay, 40, I need to sit there. Huh? Yeah, Yosef every day. That's something else. How, no, seriously, how long does it take to read? Yeah. 19 minutes, really? And you're not, you don't, you don't go super fast. You could go much quicker if you wanted to. What? He's fast, but not super. He has, his Chit is much quicker. I know, he could do much quicker. The guy in the Waldorf, by the way, read a whole parasha for us because we, the Americans, it was that one week that you skip a parasha, you come and whatever. He, I've never heard a laning in my life. Actually, one Yushalmi kid once in the Shtiba. He read an entire parish like in three minutes. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Faster than that. Rabbi Peasant's son also, yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> You're all used to it. Oh, sorry. And then it says a second later, You just said that they're from Praz. What are you saying? They live in open cities. They sit in open. It's literally redundant. The par has been It's two things in the pasuk. It's the people that live in Praz. Then it says something else. Yerushalmi people that come and are there overnight. They're also considered Bethlehemish people. That's very good. You're talking about Yerushalmi that comes to Bet Shemesh. What about Bet Shemesh guy that goes to Yerushalayim? If you're going to call a Yerushalmi guy that comes to Bet Shemesh and he's there for the morning, you're going to call him a Bet Shemesh guy. So the reverse is also true. So if you're from Bet Shemesh and you go to Yerushalayim and you're there for the morning, you're also considered Yerushalayim. What about a villager? Very interesting halacha. So going back to this guy, the guy's in the village. We gave him a special hat there. You can read Megillah two days before Purim. Crazy thing, right? Two days, two days. Nobody was even thinking about Purim way before Tainus Esther. He's reading his Megillah. But he happens to be on Purim in the city. You hear the Shiloh? Did we say you have a special hat there because we don't, we don't want to trouble you to come to the city? But now that you're in the city, you should read it again. Or no, you're ready, ready. No, what do you say? The opposite of what you think. He has to read it again, says Rava. Because at the end of the day, his chiyuv is to read it on the 14th like everybody else. We had a whole sugi already. Kedai doesn't mean that he should. Kedai means because he did. Because he was a nice guy, they provide food for everybody. 
So today on Purim, we're going to be nice to him and say, you don't have to come all the way to the city, to your Megillah, read it two days earlier. But that's a great heter if he doesn't want to come to the city. That's if he stays in the, in the village and he takes advantage of the loophole in the rule. But today he's like everybody else in the city and today his real chiyuv is like the city. He has to read it again on the 14th. Ben Karach, a guy from a walled city from Yerushalayim, who comes to a city like Bechemesh, Ben Gach, Ben Gach, Koyre, Kemkoyman. So it says he has to read it like where he comes from. Now Abaya proves his, his point. Ben Karach, Sokadaitach. It can't be that we're talking about a guy from a walled city. This Bryce is Meshubosh, there's a big mistake in the Bryce. So you have to say, Bim Milsa, the, at the end of the day, we said that it has to do with when you go back, when you decide to go back. Are you going to be there in the morning? You're not going to be there in the morning. You don't read a Megillah based on where you're from. We just learned in the mission. It's not based on where you're from. It's based on where you intend to be the morning of Purim. Elulav ben Kfar. Oh. So it says, so we have to change the word ben krach to ben Kfar. We have a major problem in the Bryce, so we're going to have to change it. Okay, so the, the bride is Meshubash, we say Ben Kfar. And what does it say over here? It says that Ben Kfar reads it wherever he's at. He doesn't have to read it again. If he read it two days before Purim, that's enough. It says, Gemara, you're very funny. You, you, you told me, you admitted that it's a bad bride. So it's a bride that has a major flaw in it. So once it has flaws, fix whatever you want, any way you want, and just don't prove anything from the bride. So now we have a fourth shita that says, which is the, fifth, the sixth parak. The sixth parak, that's where it started. Says, we all got it from the same passage. So here's the passage on top. They both wrote the toikif, the power. Who has the power? So now we have a four-way machloikis. Remeir says the power, Achashverish had the power. And Memeila Achashverish starts, Vayi Achashverish. So you do the whole entire Megillah. Rebuda says, no, Mordechai has the power. Mordechai starts from Ish Yehudi. That's the first mention of Mordechai. Rabbi Yossi says, Haman, he's the guy. He's the main character with the power in the Megillah. You start from Achar Dvar Meil, and that's the, two words later, Haman. And Roshim Baichoi says, the power is the nace. That's the, that's the, the, the fundamental point of the Megillah. That's where the nace happened. Says the Gemara inside. It's kind of small, this one. Hopefully you could zoom in a little bit. Here's the puzzle. What happened that a certain individual acted a certain way? Why did he act that way? Why? And what was the outcome? And for that we have four sheets Rabbi Yisai. Let's take Remeir. Why did Achashverosh wear the clothing of the Kohen Gadol? We know the answer. Remember the answer? He miscalculated the 70 years. So Al-Kacha. It's because of the 70 years. What happened? They killed Vashti. Rabbi says, why was Mordechai 
provoking Haman, Kina Lehaman, because Haman made himself have a desire. So he didn't want to bow. So what happened at the end? There's an ace. Rabbi says, why was Haman provoked? Why did he want to kill all the Jews? Because of Mordechai. Mordechai didn't bow to him. So what happened to him at the end? They, hold, they, they hung him on a tree. By the way, I got two. Laibi told me this. I got another email. That picture that had a, a horizontal beam in all the Hamans, all the kids, that's wrong. Rashi's Mufurish, that was vertical, very good, was vertical, and they all hung one below the other. Just to, It was a great picture, but not accurate. And finally, Rabbi Shimbay Chai says, Achashverosh, why did he wake up in the middle of the night and he wanted to go through his book? Maro, what happened that he had to do? Because of Esther, she, she invited Haman and him to a party. He's like, what's going on? They probably want to kill me. That old Cheshman, why do they want to kill me? What did I do wrong? Let me look in the book and let me see if I didn't pay a favor to somebody. What happened? Nice. Now let's see inside Rabbi Isai. Now it's so simple. Why wear the Kohen Gadol's clothing? Because of, he made the wrong calculation. And what happened to him? The Kohen Vashti. He killed Vashti. Why did he provoke Haman? Because of, because Haman made himself of the Zor. And what happened? There was a nace. And what happened? So it's all based on this pasuk. The whole four-way machloek is not based on this pasuk of taikif, but rather on the way that you learn the three parts of the pasuk, green, blue, and red. Why do you want to kill everybody? Because of. Because Mordechai is a terrible person, didn't want to bow, and he's from the Jews, I'm going to kill all the Jews. And what happened? They hung everybody. Why did also in the night decide to read from the book of Zechronis? Because she invited him to a party. And what happened? There was In the name of Rav. You have to read the entire Megillah. That's what we do. You can't just read. From Perigimel, you have to have the entire Megillah and you skip forward according to that mandom. A Megillah is called a, like a Sefer Torah, but it's also like a letter. What does that mean? I have my Megillah here. Finally, we're learning Mesechus Megillah. This is a Megillah, of course, Amagronic, so it's based on the Gra, so don't. Don't look at the, the amount of lines. It's much different than everybody else's. But in terms of... Here. So the tefirah is over here. This is the back. You see how they connect the... Right over here. I don't know if you can see. The gidin. Yeah, you can see. Gid the gid. Over here is the gid. Over here, over here. So just like a Sefer Torah, you tie the, the, the parchment together. And if you tie it with flax, it's puzzle, so too, a Megillah. And Rashi points out, it goes according to the Mandama, it says, you're not allowed to tie with flax, it's a Torah. But it's also considered a letter. You just have to do one, two, three. One hole, two holes, three holes. They have to be in like a third. So you go one third down. So let's say this is 12 inches. You go down three inches, then another three inches, another three inches, every three inches. So you have a space 
Then you have one hole, another hole, another hole every three inches, and then it's okay. Let's say this whole thing is Nevi'im, Ksuvim, it's Ksuvim. I have Ertehillim, I have whatever, the Riyam, I have different things in here. And in the middle, I open up and I start reading the Megillah, because in those days everything was written down. Let's say you're supposed to read the now, but that's how it was. No good. Oh, I actually have to show you exactly what this means. Here. So I have a, a little sefatorial. Was <laughs> miyatra. If the cloth is different by here. So this is a sefatorial, right? Right here. And look at this. Oh, you see how this is a little different? By the Megillah, it's different. If it's different by the Megillah, it's kosher. If I show that it's different, it's a different size. Longer or shorter? This is shorter. But longer, okay. don't tell my son. My 11-year-old son doesn't, doesn't use this anymore. So it's it's fine. Say it. That's miyatro, miyat or mechasro. Zog di gemara. If it's different, where you read the Megillah, the clav is longer or shorter, it's kosher. Levi was reading the Megillah, it had a, everything, it had Nach, Omalei, Hari Omro, Hakari B'Megillah, Aksuva, Yutesamut Beis, Hari Omro, Hakari B'Megillah, Aksuva, and Aksuva, and Aksuva, Omre B'chia Barabba, Omre B'Yoychanon, yeah, so, Loyotza, and sponsored by Aaron Stroke, in honor of my parents, Josh and Naomi Stroke, Azeich Nishmas, Aaron Ben Shimon HaKoyen, and in honor of myself, for all that I do, Omre B'chia, it's hard to be on of here. Hard. I'm not trying. They bopped it on the head. In other words, they shrunk this halacha. You said, you, if you read from a, a parchment that includes more than the Megillah, you're not Yaitza. However, that's, I'm going to qualify it. Bopping on the head is to qualify something. Take a, a hammer, whack it, shrink it down. No, it's only when you're Betzibur. You want to do a Persimunisa, so it has to be a perfect, it's own Megillah. But by Yochid not. It needs a little bit of explanation. How much you leave. Look at this. Where's the Tefer? How much do you leave from the top to the first point that you put the needle in? That's Halacha Mishmisinai. You don't tie it all the way up here. You go down. If you ever saw a secretary, look. There's a little bit. Hmm, I don't want to ruin it. Here you go. See, it's open on top. That is Allah Hamashim You don't. You don't. You don't sew that up. Umachala amoycha, and they bopped it on the head. Same Allah. It's not true. The whole point is that if I tie it to the top and I do glila and I go like this one day, and it's tight, it's going to rip. This gives. There's a little give here. That little give. Is a svara. It's not alacham mishum sinai. V'omer Reb Chia Bar Abba, V'omer Reb Yochanan, Ilmoli Nishtai B'Ma'ara, Shomer B'Moishev Elio, Kimloi Nekev Machat. Sitkis Moishev Elio or Benikra Satsur says Rashi. They're both in the same cave that Hakadosh Baruch Hu went by over there. They couldn't see Hakadosh Baruch Hu, but he went by. Whatever that means. If there was a tiny hole, the size of a needle hole, Lehoi Yochayin Lami Pnei Oira, the light. Whatever that means. If Akash Baruch go through that little hole and there would be no longer. 
All these things. Here's, here's the aside that we say many times, and here's the Gemara. Everything that we learn in Gemara, this whole Sefer, Megillah, everything, 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 was given to Moshe Rabbeinu at Har Sinai. The Gzer Shavas, everything, all the, all the, all the halachas, everything. We didn't make anything up. We're just repeating it. It's the Torah Shabbat Peh. How do we know? Here. All the things. Everything. All the Dikdukim. In other words, the, the Esim and the Ribuim and the Miutim. There's a quick joke here. The, there's a, a big Lamdin. He was Nifter. He went up to Shemayim. And Akash um, Baruch asked him, he said, No. He says, no, I don't, I don't, I don't have any Dvartoyers. But I'll tell you what. You, you say Dvartoyer Hashem, and I'll slug it up. <laughs> okay, if, if you go to Yeshiva, you know what I'm talking about. Fine. Zog Gemara. Huh? There's another one. This, you want to hear the other one? There's a, there's a guy, yeah, we have a lot of time. There's a guy, he went up to Shemaim, a big Yeshiva, Lamdan. And he goes and he gives a whole pilpul in the Rambam. There's a stereo from here to there, back and forth. And, uh, but the Rambam is medayik like this, a whole, whole pilpul. So they tell him, no, that's not the Pshan the Rambam. He says, it is the Pshan. He starts arguing. They say, you know what, we'll bring this guy. So they bring a rub. So the, guy, and he, the rub says, no, it's not Pshan. See, so he says, listen, with, with, with all due respect, with all due respect, with all due respect, he tells him, I went to the best literature yeshivas in the world. I was the top guy over there. You're, you're a Svardi Rav. What do, you, what, do you, what do you have a business? He says, I'm the Rambam. I wrote it. The point is, the point is, the point is, don't, yeah, okay. I, mess, I didn't mess it up. I didn't mess it up. I have that, but I don't want, you don't say it like that. No, you don't say lines like that in my shear. Are you joking? The point is, don't judge a book by the cover. You might be talking to the Rambam. He's saying uh, he's a Sephardi, he doesn't belong in the yeshiva. Fine. You can say the joke afterwards. Okay. I bedafka. I have to say a joke like that. So we have Dikduk Soifrim. Dikduk Soifrim is what the later generations are medaic in the, the, the early generations. And what the future is going to hold. And what does that mean? Even Akish Baruch gave Moshe Rabbeinu the Mikra Megillah, and then Lufiza, you could say, oh, Zer Shava was on Arsina. The official mission is sponsored. Latzlochas, Ruchni of Shimshin, David, Lipo, Ben, Yehudis Beila. And Yosef Yehudis Ben Yehudis Beila, and Yeshua Ben Yehudis Beila. Hakog Sherim Likrois, Esa Megillah. Everybody can read a Megillah. Chutz, Mecheresh. Now, how could a Cheresh, in the, the Gemara's language, a Cheresh is always. Uh, a deaf mute. Somebody can't speak. So obviously we're talking about a, a person that doesn't hear but could speak. Not the typical cherish of Shas. Shaita. We all know what a shaita is. We're sitting next to one. The cotton and a young child. We're sitting next to one also. Rebbe Yehuda Not. I, I wasn't talking about you. Seriously. I said no, everybody in this room. Seriously. Now you're going to be all sensitive on me. I'm sorry. Everybody. Baruch Hashem. We're sitting on Okay. Rabbi Yehuda Machshir, we are, I said. Rabbi Yehuda Machshir, Ibe Katan. Rabbi Yehuda is Machshir with a Katan. So remember this. Rabbi Yehuda says a Katan is, is, is okay. Man Tana Cherish, and we're going to see in the Gemara the different times of a Katan. Man Tana Cherish, the Evid Nami Loi. 
Omer of Master Biyosihi. So we have like this. Oh, look at this. Oh, you're going to love this. Over here. We have a three-way machlokes. Green is 100% yoytza. Oh, hold on. So we're talking now, this is in Kriyashma. Mashmiya Loznov. If a guy says Kriyashma and he, he just says the words, but he doesn't hear what he's saying. So we have a three-way machlokes. Remeir says 100% kosher, yoytza, and you can do it That's how you can say Kriyashma. Rabbi Yudha says the middle shita, and Rabbi Yudha says the opposite. We always have that when we have three shitas. 100% good, 100% no good, and then we have the middle one. You shouldn't do it, but if you did it, you're yaita. Says the Gemara. And then, Rabbi Yudha said, let me just show you this chart real quickly. We have four different things here. We have the, this exact halacha in four topics. Kriyashma. Cheresh HaToyrem is a, a deaf, uh, a person who's deaf but could speak who makes the bracha on truma. There's two cases, but we're not going to go there. Birkas HaMazan, saying Birkas HaMazan, but not being mashmi laws of not hearing the words. And Megillah, that's Negea to us today. Says the Gemara, Our Mishnah, that he can't hear himself. And by the way, because it's a lot of yeshiva guys, I want to ask a hakira for yeshiva guys. This halacha that you have to hear what you're saying is the pshat, you must hear yourself, or you have to say it loud enough that you could hear yourself. Meaning... And this is Negea to our parashas of Shavuah. What if you are in a wedding hall and the music is blasting and you say Kriyashma, you don't hear a word you're saying, but you're saying it loud. You know that if the music was off, you would hear. Or you're underwater, you're scuba diving, you're saying Mayrev, you're saying Kriyashma. Yoytza, not Yoytza. So from this week's parashas, we see Moshe Rabbeinu scream by the, by the Tzvardeya, says the Sivzi Chachamim, because the noise was so loud he had to overcome that noise. In other words, you have to hear yourself in all situations, even when there's loud music. Not just say it loud. Says the Gemara, That is Rabbi Yossi. is over here. So our Tana that says that a Cherish is not Yotza because he doesn't hear himself. He doesn't hear himself, therefore he's not Yotza. As the Gemara reminded Rabbi Yosi, how do you know it's completely red? It's no good, no matter what, even after the fact. Perhaps it's the middle shita. It's the mission is telling us, don't let a deaf person who could speak but can't hear read the Megillah. But if he did it, then you are Yaitza. Maybe that's the Pshat. A Cherish is in the same level as a Shaita just like a shaita and a katan, no matter what, even after the fact, you're not yaitza. So too, a cheresh. As the Gemara, who told you? Maybe it's three categories. There's a cheresh, there's a shaita, a katan. Each one has different halachas. Just because you say it quickly together, and it's in one Rosh Tevis, that makes all the halachas the same? Look at the last words in the Mishnah. And I pointed it out then. Rabbi Yehuda is machshir and a katan. L'chayra, it's not Rabbi Yehuda. Rashi skips the next two lines. V'dilma kula Rabbi Yehuda. We'll just say it maybe just to make up for the other day that I missed a few words. V'dilma kula Rabbi Yehuda. V'dilma kula Rabbi Yehuda. V'dilma kula V'dilma kula Rabbi Yehuda. Maybe the whole entire mission is Rabbi Yehuda. Utrei gavne katan katanila. V'chsur mechsur. So the mission is talking about two types of katanim. As we know very well from the rest of Shaz. Bachitani. Hakal cherim likishisam. Gila chus v'chayr shayta v'katan. What are the two categories? 
There's a cotton of gil gil chinuch and a cotton that's not. A cotton that knows how to read the megil and a cotton that doesn't. B'med v'am or a cotton shloy gil chinuch. Our cotton she gil chinuch. Afilu chatchilo she rebuyu the mashu cotton. That is the end of the Mishnah. The rebuyu says that a cotton who's gil gil chinuch, he's already ten years old, whatever the age is, he can read the megillah. But the beginning of the Mishnah that says a cotton cannot read the megillah is no matter five year old. He should not be reading the megillah. Have a wonderful day, a Gavaldik Shabbos, Matzi Shabbos, 7.30. I did not mean you 100%. Zai gesund. For real.